Say say hi to everyone. So beautiful. I think you know you need it. She's very therapeutic. She knows who needs who needs love. There are some program in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, old old people home or children home, children home or sick children. They bring dogs there to love them. And whenever the dogs put their paws and they're licking them, they feel much better afterwards. They feel loved, you know. Animals love unconditionally. Yeah. She might never see you again, but she just gives you everything. <laughs> the whole thing. When the dog licks you, he loves you. Abby, what are you doing there? No kaku, okay? <laughs> One weakness is she loves kaku. Kaku is any living lizard that run around. I name them kaku. There's so many names, I don't know what they call Kaku. Kaku family, you know, all the lizards and the bugs that go around. She loves And they love to offer their life to them. She don't chase them, nothing. She just go nearby, put a paw on there, and it runs. Oh. Yeah, one time I took her out. I just turned my eyes for one second. She put her paw on, and then that one jumped right in there. <laughs> she didn't even chase them or do nothing. Just put her paw on it, and it jumped. <laughs> she, and when I saw it, the tail was wagging. I said, you spit it out right now. <laughs> He's still alive and running. Oh, my God. Now she, she doesn't like Kaku so much. But when she first came, I guess, you know, malnutrition or something, chasing Kaku. Now she, she eats too much, don't eat more. Even picky what food she eats now. When she first came, she ate like, you know, beggars. And now she, oh, look, no, no, not that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lucky, you know, the other guy, he eats, he eats anything that I give and eat a lot. So I eat only twice a day because he eats a lot, dog food, human food, whatever you give in front of him, he eats. Except when I left outside, him outside alone, he's lonely, he don't eat. Go on the strike just for bargaining. But this guy, this girl, now she's very picky. She eat a little bit and wait for goodies, you know. <laughs> yeah. Don't just eat normal food. Dog food she didn't like. Human food, okay. <laughs> she's very, very, uh, how you say, telepathic. Yes. Just now I tell her to come, she don't come, but she knows it. Just just today is, is her day and she don't care. <laughs> but normally I don't have to tell her what to do. Just in here she got it right away. Yes. I'll tell her she understands also, of course, I don't even need that. She take care of all the dogs, make sure they are in order. She's a hoofah in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyone more unruly and, you know, bad, she tame them down. Mm-hmm. Like the puro, he has a bad habit, you know, finding a secret corner, deposit his own stuff. <laughs> she saw him, she go right away, chuck, get out. <laughs> you know, she heard him outside. <laughs> and then I know it, and then I take care. And uh, the, new, the new dog, Rottweiler, famous for being a bad boy, the whole race of Rottweiler, she took care of him. That guy just, oh. <laughs> So scared. <laughs> there was a dog where I lived before. There was a dog who is very fierce. The small one, very little, Laza Apso. They weighed about the most would be like ten pounds, the most. It's very small. <laughs> Happy, 
no kissing. Okay? Oh. She just loves the people. Yes. So happy, happy to see me. And since then, she loves everybody, huh? Don't you? She's so pretty, huh? Beautiful dog. Very clean. Like a designer, you see? Even her butt, they look like both sides, a designer. Yeah. <laughs> her, her name is Happy, but Elliot, Elias, designer butt. <laughs> Elias Picky. <laughs> yeah. But she's so happy, happy with everyone. Every day is the best day of her life. Everyone is the best person in the whole world. Every kaku is the best food. <laughs> she loves to be fed, you know. Yeah. It's okay. Never mind. Good girl. Sometimes. But she's very excited. So it's, I tell her we're going to see people and she starts, oh, getting so excited. <laughs> she loves people. Take one at a time better. But the other poodle has no problem. But he's unkempt right now. We, we're in a new place here. We don't know which is the, the best hairdresser. The, the, worst, the normal hairdresser, they mess him up, you know. Right now, he cut him one, one side short, one side long, and he looks so messy, so I don't want to present him to you. We had a best dresser, you know, very famous, and he makes it so beautiful, beautiful. But we don't have time right now. All of us are busy, and I haven't found a good one yet. Last time, we, we bring it to a shop nearby, and he make a mess. My God, he, he shaved all his head and then put a little bear out there, you know, like a goat, and it looks so ugly. And, you know, one side here short, one side here long, and it's not even and bad looking. Otherwise, he's very handsome after he... But you have to go to the, the good hairdresser, expensive one. The one... Ah, well, you don't know how. You have to know it. <laughs> I don't want to risk it. <laughs> the professional already make a mess like that. Can you imagine how I would do it? <laughs> oh, I could if I have a time, you know. But I have so too many dogs. We just go to hairdresser. So he comes down now. She comes down now. Just, just the first instant. I said, "Happy, hmm? are you okay, darling? Yes, you are good. You're a good girl." <laughs> they know that. See the the, the, the butt <laughs> and the cute tail. Because <laughs> she she's a mixture of I think Shiba Inu and Canine uh, and uh, Fruteria. So that's why everything is so special, <laughs> so pretty, so brilliant, very intelligent. Yes, very intelligent. I don't need to train her much. She, she's perfect. If something she does is wrong, you say her no, that's it, it's no. Yeah, but the other guys, oh my God, they have to experiment everything until they get badly hurt or something then. <laughs> and they say, okay, okay, mommy is right. <laughs> now I know, now I think. She's, she's very, very disciplined. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> so. Hey, you had enough, girl? I think hanging tongue out is very embarrassing. Come here, shut your mouth. <laughs> she's hot because she's too excited. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah, the program, yeah. Sometimes the dog, the dogs, especially dogs and cats, they know exactly what's going on, you know? So they came and just uh, touched those people who need. And sometimes, a lot of time they schedule like once a week for dogs, a trained dog, you know, already trained, like not too unruly and all that. And they just come to the hospital, visit the old people, or the children, or the terminally ill people, 
and they make them feel great. They love it so much. They keep asking for more, you know. And because dog, they they have this, they have it, you know. They can communicate love without having to say anything or do anything. And we say a whole day long, "I love you." Still, nobody believe it. <laughs> Maybe we don't say, we don't mean what we say. Yeah. Hey, hey! Don't show too much of your dog side around here, okay? I'm advertising so good about you. <laughs> okay, take her in. She just hang around. <laughs> Ah, well, mm. don't look at the outside. She's really terrific. No. Of course, you have to get to know a dog too, you know. They are also dogs, you see. Don't don't take my words that they're all sane or <laughs> holy or whatever. They are also their dog. They also have their dog side. Dogs do what dogs do. Huh? And we humans do what we humans do. But beside that, beside that, they're excellent, they're terrific inside. And most people cannot know that cannot know the inside of a dog because they don't talk. And even we cannot understand each other as human. So it's very difficult for a human to understand inside dog. That's why after a while they say this dog is no good and they throw him out and the pounds full of dog ready to die. If people don't adopt them, adopt them after a while, you know, I told you yesterday, one day to one week they kill him. Yes. Ah, uh, because people don't take time. You know, they just want a cute things, but they don't understand it's a living thing. Yeah, and after a while, you know, dog they mess up. <laughs> you don't train them well, they mess up. Then they get fed up. You know, they chew furniture and everything. Most people don't even know dogs need toys, and need company, and need time to play with the owner. Not just food and out in the house. Even the guard dog, they need affection, just like everyone else. Especially when we take a dog or a cat in alone, you know, and they take you for partner, yes, or family member. Sometimes they even fall in love with you, time, yes, and they're very, very attached to you. So if you are the only one that is his partner, and you don't take care for his emotional need, then of course he go destructive, or depressed, huh, and go very undisciplined. And then they blame the dog for being bad. How can a dog be good if being tied up all day long in the in the neck and just hang around in the sun? Couldn't go nowhere. Couldn't do anything. Don't have company. Don't have love. Just food. Even we don't live just for food, right? And we know many things to do. We can do everything we want. We can have a lot of choices to uh, diffuse our depression or loneliness. Even then, we are. Complaining that we're lonely, we're isolated, and all that. We have so many choices. We could pick up many activities that we want. Dog cannot. If you tie him up in a tree, what is he going to do? Or you cage him all day long until you come home at night. Or you just lock him up in the house eight, ten hours a day. And come home, give him a little food, pat pat in the head, you good boy, let's say good night. <laughs> you understand what I mean? So a lot of people just take dog or cat in. And the thing is like a toy. They call them pet or toy, but they're not. They are wonderful being. They have so much gift that we don't have. But people don't realize that and treat animals really badly. It's like the poodle, you know, until all the teeth is gone, look like a bad car, and then throw away, ready to die. Hmm. Are any of you going home? Not yet. Today, afternoon.
Oh, okay. Well, because I'm going to bring Lucky afterward if you want to see him. He's a cool guy, yeah. But I thought one at a time, you know. <laughs> huh? So it lasts longer. What? A special toy, but he's look not too cute right now. His bear growing, listen. Ah, I was thinking if we could find a good shop, you know, make him pretty like the way he should look, then I could introduce to you, but we don't have uh, time for that. Where is... Uh, yeah, go get him. Go bring Lucky here. Yeah. He's not good looking, but still he looked better than when he was the day I met him. At least he's cream white now. He's not gray, black. Black, gray, yes. He's a well-behaved guy. He's good, good, good. He eat his two square meals and he don't disturb nobody. He likes to sit in the corner, meditate on whatever bone that he can think of. Yeah, there's the one play football. He loves his his life very simple. Just you give him a ball and a snake to lick around. That's it. A, a toy snake which he loves. That's it. He don't demand much. Two square meal a day, dog food, human food, don't care. He don't even care about snacks unless I give him by hand. Then he eat because I give him. He don't like meat diet. You give meat in front of him, he smell, he goes. Except those that day when I tell him, I am responsible, don't worry, please eat it, so that you can go home. Yeah, because you are sick if you don't eat, the doctor thinks you are ill. Remember? He eat right away. And then when the doctor comes, the nurse give him one more he doesn't eat, remember? He wait until the doctor come and eat it. So the doctor see too. So the nurse saw it, doctor saw it, and then he's free. And then, then he go and give the, give the RV paw, huh, take it away. <laughs> Yeah, and after that he lick lick the doctor and uh, turn his butt and then come to me and goodbye. <laughs> he knows, my God, you'll be shocked to know what animals know. Yes, they know more than we know because they know telepathically also. But we just look at him as dog. Of course he has his character too. Sometimes you keep telling him nonsense thing, he don't listen. And like I has a guy who... Uh, an attendant always always keep the dog, come here, come here, come here. After a while, he don't come no more. I said, well, what for? I, I'm just uh, hanging around, you know, having a good time, you know. I'm not going anywhere. Why you keep calling me, coming, coming? <laughs> the, the guy is afraid the dog run away. So he keep come, come here next to him, but he, after a while, he fed up, he don't come. He just, you know, go a little around, around it. Yes. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Hello, baby. Hello, Lucky. Come here, sweetie. Hello, baby. Hello, sweetheart. You want to come up here? Lucky. Now he's up. <laughs> Let him enjoy. I don't care. It's fine. So this is Lucky, huh? Did you see him? Scratch the thumb-thumb. Here, here, here. That's what he want. Not scratch, like this, rub. Yeah. You don't know, dogs love to be rubbed here in the tummy. Yeah. They live and die for tummy rub, yes. So if you see a dog, you rub his tummy, you're his friend. So that? Many people, they don't keep dogs in a healthy environment. Some dogs are tough, they can bear it. Yeah? Some dogs are sensitive, and they don't keep them well, so they get sick all the time. And once the dog gets sick and they don't know what to do, they just throw them out to die. That's what it is. Very irresponsible. 
So I just want you to know, if you have dog, you have to treat him just like yourself, at least. Hygienically, food, love, like a member of family, just different looking. Okay? Every time we take them out to relieve themselves on the grass, we pick up you know, their deposit. Or we have uh, plastic ready you know, to catch it. So it doesn't spread any dirt or disease, filth on other people and other dogs. If your dog is sick and he relieves himself, you know, he pee and poo everywhere and other dogs step on it, that other dog gets sick too. And also every time we bring him out for relieving, we bring him in, we clean him, the whole body. I show you how. For example, you get a toy, uh, kitchen tower or just any tower, you know, this one is too, too small, but just for demonstration. Kitchen tower is more tough. It doesn't go away. It doesn't tear. You see, so you have to clean everything. Yeah, because he might smell and sniff things. Clean the whole body. Yeah, the whole body up and down and everything. <laughs> and clean his pee and poo. Clean his leg, 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 leg. Everything. Yeah, yeah. And then this paw. And then four paw and the pee and the poo. You know. And then he can come in the house. So that whatever disease or bacteria he accumulated has been uh, desanitized, you know. This is lemon water. I use it, but you have many other things. He used lemon water or vinegar water to clean the house so it doesn't have chemicals. Because they sleep on the floor, they lick the floor, they eat, they drop the food. If they eat something that you clean with chemical, they die or they get sick. And then you spend either the whole money, the whole time for doctor bill or you throw him out. This is a problem with a lot of people. They punish the dog for their own stupidity and carelessness and love, lovelessness. You understand this? So many dogs end up in there are not their fault at all. A human's fault, human stupidity. They don't deserve dogs. Many humans don't deserve dogs. Sometimes I'm driving outside and I saw pickup trucks, you know, under the summer heat of Florida. They put a couple of dogs uh, in this uh, roofless pickup behind the pickup truck and put them on there. There's nothing to hang on, just uh, metal, and then they, they, they're too hot, you know, and they're running in and out and sometimes falling down and all that behind the truck. Of course, they get used to it. I don't know how long they have to be used to it, but they probably have headache when they come home, and they cannot tell you they have headache. Can you understand this? If you sit on that pickup truck, all that long distance, you have headache too. And you have even long, big hair to cover yourself. The dogs are so poor dogs. Some dogs have short hair. Some dogs don't have hair. And when I see this, I think humans don't deserve dogs. They're so loving, so kind, so faithful. They die for you. They lay down their life for you whenever danger comes. Their, their garden instinct will come and they will die for you. Any time, no regret. But humans, some, some of them don't deserve dogs, really. So that's, oh, it, it breaks my heart every time I see people treat animals this way. And all the time they say, are oh, you an animal and all that? You know, it's a curse. It's a, it's a, it's a, how say, it's a curse. If somebody say you are an animal, that means you're very low and bad and, you know, stupid. But can you imagine anyone more stupid than us sometimes? Some of us are stupid, yeah. And uh, of course, some dogs they raise to live outside, but still, you still take care so that he don't have fleas on him. 
There are prevention medicine all the time. It don't cost that much. Once a month, you apply some worm medicine, worm medicament and and fleece medicament, and he's free, free of suffering. Once a month, that's it. Or there are shampoo to keep him, you know, fleece free, and thing like that. But it's better better prevent than cure, than cure, because we don't want killing. Yeah, even worm and fleas, we don't want to kill them. So it's just preventive, you know, and keep them healthy and clean. Because outside, even though the even though the grass look good, sometimes they have uh, bacteria, you know, or worms or eggs, you know, attached to them. So if we we bring them in the house, our house is exactly as dirty as outside. So many of you also walk with shoes in the house, and that's how the dog gets sick too. It's not your shoes that are dirty. It's the things that you pick up outside that make the, your shoes dirty, and then you bring it in the house. Sometimes the wheels of your car also pick up, you know, like the feces or the urine from the sick dogs outside. And then when you bring in the house, your dog gets sick from that, from licking the floor or your shoes and gets sick. So if you want to have animals, make sure that your house is as clean as you could sleep on the floor, as clean as you could lick the floor and feel comfortable. Do you understand this? You can clean your house with half vinegar and half water, 50-50, and clean it all over. It's, uh, it's so sanitizing and deodorizing. So if the dog happened to pee there, he would not smell it again. Because if he smells his pee, he will pee in that place again next time. For example, these are some examples. But if you want any animal, you better study it first how to care for it. Yeah? If you like anything, you have to study whether that particular animal is suitable to your personality and your lifestyle. Also, you see, that's one of the reasons people throw dogs away, cats away, because they are not suitable, not compatible. They have a hyperactive dog when they are weak and feeble, you know, old lady couldn't handle him. Or a very messy dog and they don't train, yeah? They don't know how to handle. And a very, the playful dog, where they don't like to play, they don't have time to play. And then they throw away the dog because they think this dog is bad, 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 bad. So there are many different types of dog or different type of animals that are suitable to yourself. So you have to better study it before, you know. Well, also to take care of that dog or cat, whether it's too much for you or not. You understand? Then if it's too much, you better don't take it. You know, you have to be honest. Yeah, that's all. Not that you don't love all animals equally. You just have to know how to love and which one so that love don't turn into trouble. <laughs> and then uh, pain for both of you, okay? Just by the way, because, just by the way, because last time one of you, uh, you give my dog away and then you let that dog run away and lost and I, it broke my heart for a long time. So I just try to tell you, if you get an animal, you have to commit, no matter what. And if you can't, you have to find him a good home. Wait, wait. Find him a private good home, advertise or whatever, advertise in the pet office, advertise in a pet shop, they will find a good home for your dog. Give him away. Don't sell him. Give him away as a friend, as a gift. Some people would like your dog. Yeah. You describe his personality, what he likes, what he's not like, and one of the person will be suitable for that kind of dog. And he pick him up in time. 
Don't give him to the power because they will kill him in one day. Sometimes, not always one day, but from one day to one week. You understand? Maximum two weeks. He won't last long there. If, if that's what you want, it's okay. <laughs> but make sure you know, okay? I want to make sure you know that your animals can be, can be put to death in one day, as quick as one day, in the power. Yeah. Some shelter are no kill, no kill. Some shelter are no kill. Then you could also give to that kind of shelter, describe all the personality. So later, that shelter can match him with some people who love to have that kind of personality. There's always a solution. Don't throw away your animals, because they are a living being, just like us. When you look into the eyes of animals, sometimes you realize, my God, we are equal. We are the same. And that, that feeling will send shiver all over your body and give you an enlightenment that you would never dream of having. I told you, animal can also teach you flower, tree, everything. See how good he behaved. How can anybody throw away this kind of dog? And he's so loving. He's so sticking around me. He knows I love him, and he always likes to hang around me. In the bathroom, under the table where I eat, under the bed. If I put him in my bed, he's heaven. Oh, he danced. <laughs> he sleeps around. Oh, he turned upside down, inside out. And Oh, my God, he's squeezing all over in the blanket. Oh, you feel, mm, you know. Oh, yeah, he shows. If I don't put him in my bed, because sometimes he's still having problem with controlling his bad habit, because they didn't train him. He's five years old. For five years, you pee and poo anywhere. You cannot change it overnight. But he's better now. Before, it was worse. Uh, before, they keep him outside, you know, and make you know, very free dog, and get bad, get sick, anything. So now he's inside, he has to learn, you know, where he should pee and where not. He's still learning. <laughs> so I had to put him downstairs with the, uh, no, next to my bed, but not on my bed, with a nappy <laughs> for dog. <laughs> At night only, in daytime we can check him out. So if I don't put him on my bed, then he sleep next to my bed. But then he squeeze as near as possible to my bed, you know, the bed is far. You know, sometimes he leaves his bed, rather sleep on the cold floor, so he's next to the bed, and as neck as possible, you know. <laughs> you know, squeeze until he became even one, like one with the bed, you know. So squeezing all his body next to the bed, so he can feel, can feel me there. And if I put him in bed, oh, you should never know, he's the happiest dog in the whole world. <laughs> and then he squeezed to my body and sleep, or he put his paw around, you know, hugging my shoulder or my body, and then sleep peacefully, immediately after that. No trouble, no running around, no play with any other dog. He's not interested in anything else in the whole world. You know, dogs, how, how they love to play with dogs. But he only play when I'm not there, or when he already had, you know, when I tell him, you know, get off me, you know, please let me be, leave me be alone, you know, leave me alone. And he go play with them a little bit, but most of the time he's content to have his football, his small ball, and his long snakes, you know, that he can play with, that's it. And two square meals a day. Whatever meal you give, he eats gracefully, very gratefully and graciously. You feel like, oh, you're giving something, you know. But in fact, he's giving you the satisfaction of giving him. He's, he's a very grateful dog, very, very grateful. You make him feel it's worth all the effort, trouble, you know, bring him home because he knows how, how to be happy and contented. He's a very relaxing dog. 
And if I bring him to the hospital, I explain to him in advance, he just let the doctor do what he wants. He just stay there. Turn him around, he turn around. And then this side, he turn this side. And if you shampoo and wash him, he just stay there like a statue, let you do it. And when you say, okay, then he run. <laughs> yes, it's a beautiful being. My God, I don't know why I'm so lucky he gets such good dogs. <laughs> I don't know why everyone else complains. Of course he has his, you know, trouble, you know, peeing everywhere. <laughs> He's a very possessive too. If you see any other dog, oh, he pee everywhere. This is my territory, that's mine too. And Master is mine too. Because <laughs> he needs love so much. He lacked for five years. He's touch starved, love starved, food starved also, because they feed him any kind of nonsense. That's why all his teeth are kaput. He has only like maybe four or five left, you know, one here, one there, you know, yeah. So every time I feed him, I have to chop his food into very small parcels, especially for him. Apple or anything, yeah, I chop it. Or biscuits, I broke it into small pieces. If it's not easily bro- broken, I have to break it. Even his uh, toy bones, I have to choose a soft one and, you know, crunch it for him. Yeah, and he enjoys everything you give. If you don't give, he's content just to stay there, wait for you to pet or have time to take him out or do whatever. Just play with his ball and wait. Or bring the ball and drop in front of me, force me to play with him. And when I'm sad or mad at something, he come near and whine a little, and snuggle under here, tell me don't worry, tell me please calm down. Yeah, and he snuggle and whine until I stop. And when he's so loving, I don't want to get mad at anything anymore. I say, okay, okay, because I don't want to affect him. See? Because if I talk loud or scold loud, he gets scared. So I don't want to, to do that. He come and sneezing, you know, squeezing around, snuggle around, so that I uh, comfort me, you know, or, or drop the ball in front of me. And wake tail and the whole body, <laughs> let play, you know, <laughs> like... And then we play for a while, and that's okay. He specializes in waiting for me in front of the shower and drop the ball there, <laughs> so that I have to pick it up <laughs> and play with him for a while. And then he go out and sleep on his bed. Yeah. Whichever bed I put next to me or in, in the nearest to me, he come and sleep on that. He don't care whose bed and how small, how big, how cold or how, how hard or anything. Even under very hot condition, he content... He preferred to be next to me than go into the aircon place. Very loyal, very loyal. My God, so beautiful being. I don't know how human deserve this. <laughs> in the in the Bible, you remember God say that I make animal uh, to help you as your helper, as your friend. Remember, that's why we should never eat them, not mis- mistreat them, because that's God's intention to make animals to help us, yeah? Helping in different way, you know, like the shepherd, you know. But you have to train him in their profession. Even the shepherd, you have to train him how to herd your, your sheep, yeah, for example. But most people, they train dog, dog for hunting and killing and all that stuff, which is no good. And leave them outside, don't really take care of them, flea infested, you know, thick infested, and they suffer so much. They can't talk, they cannot uh, take care of themselves. They rely only on their owner. And they're so loyal, so faithful, that they wouldn't go nowhere seeking help. 
And if we are the sole responsible person and we neglect him, that's very cruel. It's just not human. That's why there is a, <laughs> it's a society called humane society, <laughs> I guess, to teach people how to teach humans how to be more humane. <laughs> First, I didn't know what means humane society. I, I gave, can you imagine, one time I, I write a check of $10,000 in the name of somebody else. You know, so I say anonymous, not in my name, but please put this name of that person. There's one person who was very kind and helped me. So I put a check in her name, in her name, uh, because you can request, you know, say, please uh, put this in her name, in the donation, into whoever name you want, even though the check is your name, $10,000 for a humane society. And I didn't even know what humane society is, because she recommends, she says she would like to give it to humane society. And I thought humane society, I thought uh, for human, you know, because I heard a lot about cancer society, you know, for infants, for kids, for orphans. So I thought this is one of the societies which take care of humane, humane problem, like infants or, or, or orphans, you know, or people. So I thought it's for human. <laughs> because that lady is an old lady, so I thought she must have give it for older people, you know. <laughs> to take, give more humane treatment to these uh, older and neglected and rejected uh, old, old people home. <laughs> so I gave it to her. Three years later, I met her again. I said, oh, you know what? I checked my bank and I didn't think I ever see the $10,000 appear for Humane Society. Are you sure you gave it to him? Or did they have problem taking care, take cash in the check? If they have problem, please tell, ask them and I'll write another check again. I thought maybe I write too complicated behind, like for this person's name, you know, and maybe they're confusing and I didn't let them cash the check. And because I give anonymously, I don't give my address or telephone number or nothing. I don't want them to contact me, write thank you letter and all that, go to gala, dinner, all that stuff. I never did. Anything I give, always request it anonymously so they don't ever contact me. So I am afraid, but I think I overlooked and she told me, yeah, yeah, they cast a check already and they bought the truck so they can pick up stray animals now. Better for them because they have the big truck, they pick up a lot of animals and it's more comfortable for them. I said, pick up animals? <laughs> well, what, what do you mean by pick up animals? She said, yeah, they, they pick up stray animals and take care of them and then wait until somebody adopt them. So your, your money has come in handy. They bought a truck. They, didn't, they always dream of having a big big car to pick up animals and never had one. I said, this is an animal society? <laughs> she said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I knew from then on that is a humane society means it's for animals. <laughs> Stupid master. And you think I know everything. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know my secret. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> That's why the, that society, it's called humane society, it's, it's a good name afterward. Because I was puzzling, why they say humane society? N- now I understood. It is good to have a name like that, to remind everyone else and uh, pet keepers to be humane to dogs and cats and animals that they deserve love. Yes, Because if you don't want them, you better don't have them. If you have them, you treat them nicely. There's a lot of work, but there's reward. They love you eternally. They would lay down their life for you when it comes to it. 
my all these little dog. I have another one, smaller, <laughs> Matisse. <laughs> Normally he has a very uh, long hair, but in summer I cut them all short. So he looks similar to him. Short hair, the Matisse don't look like anything. The Maltese, they look majestic and graceful, glamorous, with their long, white, flowing coat. They can flow, touch the floor, you know. The ear, everything grow long, and they look very elegant. They are famous for that, very long hair. And it's so shiny, you know, silky, all white, flowing down the whole body. And when they run in the wind, oh, it's a very beautiful picture to look at. But this guy, he's a Maltese, but I cut all his hair because he loved to wait in the mud, and I can't wash him every day with that, with that long hair of him, so I cut him short. And after we cut him short, he looked almost like a poodle, like normal dog, you know. So I laugh at him and say, you are just a suit. <laughs> yeah, he's a small, but he's so protective. He's very friendly too. If I, if I let him run here, he will lick all of you. He work his way all over everybody and give you so much kiss that you you can't bear. <laughs> uh, uh, they name him also Million Kisses Dog, very loving. But whenever at night when he sleep on my bed or next to my bed, whatever depends on my tired or <laughs> ever he hear any noise or any stranger coming, he barks so loud. Like he's a tough guy, you know, very big dog, <laughs> so protective. All of them are like that, even though they look so sweet now. But if you do anything bad to me, oh, you die. <laughs> yes, they are very, very loyal, very protective as the cost of their life. Even the chihuahua, do you know how big a chihuahua is? As big as a rat. But they are fiercely loyal and protective. There was one chihuahua, I don't know how many, but at least one that I know, that have a reward for heroism because he died for his owner. There was a burglar who came in to steal money from his owner, and he barked so loud and jumped at them and attacked him so much that the, the, the burglar cut his throat off, and he died like that. But, the, but because he barked so loud and attacked him, the owner awakened, and so he escaped, they escaped death and, and escaped uh, robbery, but the dog died for them. Small dog like that fiercely loyal and, and protective of his owner, and die for them. Because of him, they live. So he's awarded a hero medal, but he's dead. So can you imagine? Any dog in Chihuahua is not like a guard dog. You know, he's not famous for that. He's a pet dog. They call him pocket dog, because you can put him in a pocket anywhere and go anywhere, and they love to be around you 24 hours a day. They love to be around you. And, uh, and very affectionate. Yes. But when it comes to your life, he sacrifices his. These kind of things. <laughs> it's so touching to me. Yeah, I often cry, you know, and I read to know all these things about animals. That's why I cannot help but loving them. Apart from having love for all beings, these kind of stories touch your heart and make you love them more. So the people who are neglecting animals or who doesn't know how to treat them right, they're just ignorant. They don't know things about dogs. And cats. They don't know the inside nature of these wonderful beings. They think it's just animals. Because they're smaller than us, we look down on them. And that's not right. That is not right. You see, as long as he's next to me, he just quiet down and sleep. 
in samadhi. He doesn't even move. You saw, did you see him moving since? Never. And if I sit here all day long, he'll be like this all day long. And when I tell him, okay, move, and then he go. And go play, you know, eat, you know, do anything, like a live dog. So he's next to me, he's just in samadhi. Never move. You see how awkward it is, you know, squeezing in here and like that. He's happy. <laughs> Sometimes even in an awkward, you know, position, because we don't have enough space, he's content. If he's next to me, he's like angel, like this. No trouble at all. But he would bark very loud. Any noise come near me or any danger, bark at any other strange animal who comes near, we bark at them and scare them away, you know. Attack them even with his toothless mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I said, come back here, they make a chop, <laughs> a chutney out of you in any minute. <laughs> come back here. It's a big animal, sometimes fierce, you know, fox and all that. <laughs> come back, come back before you become a chop chewy. Huh? <laughs> but he don't care. Oh my God, you have to see him, you know, they fearlessly defend for you, defend you. Mm-hmm. See, anyone can be so quiet like this. Any of you can sit so quiet for so long? <laughs> so beautiful being. I just want to let you know by life example. So you know what I'm really talking about, because I'm just talking without anything you would not know. So now you see, huh? whatever I told you about animals is true, what, <laughs> at least my animals. Whatever I told you about them is true. I told you the bird talk, they do. Just sometimes their voice are not as clear as us. Of course, they don't have the soft lips, but for that they speak wonderfully already. Huh? Yeah, there's another thing I forgot to tell you. You have dog, for example. Cat is easier, yeah? But still, you have to take them to uh, animal shop sometime, pet shop, to cut hair and to clean their ears. They have special medicine to clean, or you have to do it at home if you have to know how. You have to learn it first, you know? Yeah, with ear, ear butt, with what, Q-tip and things like that, or there's special powder for ear cleaning and dis- disinfecting. So they don't, they, they don't have ear termite and, and, and you know, get, get uh, hurt or get sick. And also check up with dentists, yeah, every six months just like you. Clean his teeth every day with toothbrush specially made for dogs. That toothbrush, they, they don't have to rinse, they just swallow it. And it tastes very tasty, so they're looking forward to it. But you have to make it pleasant, like a play, otherwise you'll be scared. And cut his nail now and again. If you don't know how, in the doctor's shop they do it. Doctor, you go to your doctor, check him up now and again. Every period, periodically, yeah, check him up for different things, yeah, for his health, for general, yeah. And uh, I don't know, most people, they castrate the dog so that they don't, they don't have puppies unless you want to breed puppies. And if you want to breed puppies, you have to have already knowledge of who we're going to have them, yeah? Otherwise they will die, or you cannot take care of too many dogs, you go crazy and hate them. Because the dogs are a lot of work. Unless you keep them outside all day and just bring them home at night to sleep with you, that's also okay. He doesn't have to sleep next to your bed the way I do, it's just I prefer so I can take care of them. Sometimes the aircon got too cold or get too hot, then I, because I check my room temperature, I know how much is good. So if they are too cold, sometimes I am hot myself. Sometimes I put the aircon too high for the whole house. 
Then I cover them with blanket. You understand? So they don't get too cold. They can get too cold if their 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 skin uh, sensitive. You know, they can get cold. So they snuggle like that. <laughs> then I know. Or I regulate the temperature. Uh, if it's hot, it's easy. They can go on the floor and sleep instead of their bed. They just leave their bed, go to the floor. It's okay. But if it's cold, you have to cover. Give them a lot of blanket. You know, at least big blanket, uh, some cushion, so they can hide themselves in there when it's cold. Cover themselves. Yeah, they they bury themselves. You know, just like in nature, they dig a hole to bury themselves in there to keep warm. Yeah. So you give them a crate with cover and everything when it's cold weather. If you want him to sleep in a crate, it's okay too. It's like a cave for him. It's not cruelty, but you have to let him out. You cannot keep him in there more than four or five hours at a time, because he get cramp. You know, if you suffocate it and like prison. But a crate at night for him, if you don't want him to sleep with you, or he's a puppy, you want to keep him clean there. Put him in a crate. He won't. He won't make anything in there, unless he's a very young puppy. And some race they do, like Yorkie Terry. Yorkshire Terrier, they they even people in their crate, uh, Rottweiler, but other race of dog, race of dog, they never, they never soil where they sleep and eat. So if you want it safe, you put him in crate at night. Otherwise, you s- let him sleep in his own bed. There is a dog bed, buy a comfortable one with the bar around it. You know, it's like a pillow, and put a blanket there for him and his toy, favorite toy, like this. You know, he's happy. You want to sleep in bed, it's okay, but I don't recommend unless you're absolutely clean and want to clean him every time he comes in the house like I do. Then you let him sleep in your bed. He has to be as clean as you are at least. Then you both, you know, feel safe. Otherwise he might transmit disease to you. I'm sorry. He's not invincible, okay? He's strong, he's loyal, he's faithful, he's loving, but he's not invincible. Uh, yeah? Invincible. Not defeatable. Right? Invincible? Okay. Because he can carry disease from outside in. It's not that he has disease by himself. So you have to disinfect him, you know. I use lemon and water. One one sixth of you know, the the way just enough like the way you make lemonade. One sixth water. One sixth of lemon. One lemon, six water. Understand? Yeah. And I clean them all day <laughs> every time. And also can clean their mouth, their you know, spray in there. He loves to drink. All of my dogs love this taste. When you spray in their mouth, and they want more of it, no problem. This is harmless. You can clean your hand also before you touch him or let him kiss you. When you come home, you have to wash yourself first from dirt and bacteria from outside before you greet your dog. <laughs> of course, he can jump a little, but. If you really want to hug him, let him lick you. You have to wipe your face quickly and your hand quickly with lemon water. Oh, there are some paper towel, you know, wet towel, but I don't prefer that because some, I don't know what kind of chemical it might harm them. So I use lemon water, and I use vinegar water, half half, half water, half le- vinegar to clean my house, my floor, and window sill, whatever. Yeah, it, it's just like a disinfectant. It's more efficient and no chemical, no harm, yeah, and no smell either. Whatever smell, it will neutralize it immediately, and the 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 stinging smell of vinegar will 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 be gone in in minutes, and it is no harm to anyone, including yourself. 
So these are things you have to know if you have pet at home. If you are having pet now, in case you didn't do it, you, you may consider doing it from today. And if you want to have pet, you will consider all this before you buy a pet because, because it's a big responsibility. At least you will have him ten years. The least is ten years. And the more will be twenty, twenty-five years. They live to twenty-three years. Twenty-three years. And you have to know that one day he will be gone and prepare for that. He don't live as long as you. Eh? That will be heartbreaking too. Yes. So a lot of things, a lot of people don't consider. And they just get the puppy in there, oh, because he's cute, because the kid wants it. And later he grows up, he's more involved in girlfriend, boyfriend, and the poor dog is just like a, uh, I would say, rejected uh, garage cell or something, a nuisance, a burden. You know what I mean? Yes. Don't grow out of <laughs> your pet if you don't know. You cannot keep them forever until the rest of their life, then don't have them. Oh, okay, okay, that's it, huh? Too much, huh? Is it too much for you about animals? Yes. Animals are our brothers and sisters. It's very important we know to live with them harmoniously and respectfully because they are there for some reason. You see, there are some birds or some animals to do some special job. Uh, in this world, yeah, some are cleaning garbage like the vulture. <laughs> of course, they make a mess of it too. <laughs> but they have something to do with the whole environment. They balance our planetary uh, ecosystem, ecology system, yeah, to balance the nature. So make the atmosphere good and clean and all that. Everything has something, like trees. Yeah, they are there to ox- uh, to give ox- oxygen to the planet. Without trees, we die. Really, we will. We die without trees because we will have no more oxygen, and then the water will be less because there are no trees to attract water and to keep water when it's there. So everything in on this planet, including us, are interrelated, and are helping each other to make our life here comfortable and livable, eh? comfortably. But if we don't know that, we are killing ourselves. Every time we kill a tree or kill an animal, we're killing a little part of ourselves. If we have to cut trees, we replant some more, eh? three more more. But still, that takes time to grow up. So if you intend to cut tree, you have to plant beforehand. Take long time for a tree to have the ability to produce uh, good air, yeah, and absor- absorb the the bad air for us. Take a long time. So a bigger and older tree has more ability than a younger plant trees, even though it looks same size. <laughs> Understand this? Yeah. Just like we, we when we are older, we have more ability, more knowledge about things, including spiritual uh, wisdom. No? Yeah. Similar. Older dog or the older animals, they are more easy to handle. Eh? They understand more. They're more calm and more settled. Yes. Yeah, the reason he's more calm because he's elder also. That girl only two years old. She, he's five. Yeah. yeah so calm. Yeah, so good. <laughs> okay, guys, I let you go have a rest and have dinner. Hey, eh? is it five o'clock or four? Four. Okay. So it's about time for dinner. I join you.
Another thing I want to tell you: don't cut any pet unless the owner okay, unless your hand clean. That's the two things, yeah. Because number one, they may bite. Number two, the owner might not like it. Number three, you might transmit disease to him. Number four, he might transmit disease to you. All right? Okay. So this is good. And always keep your dog on leash in the public because the law. And your dog might jump on people. He might not bite, but they don't know that. And they jump on people and dirty their their trousers, their clothes, which they are ready to go out for dinner or any important meeting. Not that they are not your dog friendly. Don't blame people if they don't like dog. Some people has been bitten by bad dogs before. Not all dogs are good. Depends on how they've been trained. You see. Some dogs have been trained to be bad, to be guard dog. They bite at anybody to go near. Those go guard dog. You understand? So um, some people has been having bad experience with dog. They don't like dog. Some people they're too clean. They don't like dog. They think dogs uh, disease and you know dirty. You you cannot blame them. You understand? So if you have dog, you always keep them on leash. Teach them how to stay, you know, uh, still when you want to. Something like that. Uh, is this okay for? Between us and my dog, you know they're okay. But you cannot let your dog loose like that in a big gathering. Always have him on leash like this, next to you, and short. He sit when you want him to sit. He stay. He stop when you want him to stop. Otherwise, people will kill your dog. If 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 your dog happen to snap at people, they will report it to the police, and your dog will have to die. Understand? No matter what you say. Understand this? So you keep your dog on leash because you know him; he doesn't know. Some dog they have instinct, you know. If they know a person is bad and you don't know, they might bite also. And your dog might never bite before, but he might bite just that person, and you'll be in trouble, both of you. Understand? So keep him on leash all the time. He'll put a good boy. See, it works like this is the way it should be. Eh? Come on, honey, stay. Good boy. See this? Okay, he'll. Our dog should be like this, otherwise it'd be trouble for you. Especially if it's a bigger dog, he jump, he run around. There are different uh, color to control. This one is not too good, but because he's very docile, so it's okay. There's uh, there's a one called harness. It's better for you, for the dog. They don't choke him here because some dog young like that one before, very excited when he see people, so friendly, when jumped on people. Then if you have a leash and a collar, it will hurt him. But if you have a harness which go over his shoulder and and chest, it will not. He will not jump even. But I was in a hurry. I didn't put that on. Yeah. But it's okay for just here. So it's okay. We 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 are in control. You know what I mean? But if you are outside in the public, the people you don't know, you cannot let him jump on people like that. You understand now? Here. <laughs> okay. Here. Put on this way, honey. This way. This way, come here. This way, come. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is just a little demonstration, yeah. Your trainer or the school will tell you better than what I do. Just because one of our sisters just asked me about, she's so scared of dog and uh, don't want to touch because she's so cleanliness and all that. Of course, I don't blame you. But now you know, huh? Not every dogs are clean, of course. So you you are right also not to touch him. But if my dog like this, clean like myself, you like to hug him all day long. Now he's walking, but as soon as he, I pick him up, I clean his paw and everything. 
Then he go in the house. So his paw never leave any mark on you. But when he walk out here, of course he's a dog. I have to allow him to walk around in the dirt and grass to be normal dog. He has to enjoy also to satisfy his emotional need, not just my need, uh, not cleanliness uh, above everything. But we have to clean him so that keep him healthy, you see. But I will allow them run all over on. They run on the grass. They can run forever, forever together. And that's when they're very happy. So they have to run outside the house also, you know, for his exercise and all that stuff. And you have to play with him so he knows you love him and also. Yeah, take him somewhere, yeah, all that. Everything, so, so many things to do. Heal, Puru. Heal. Mm. See, the good dog, you have no problems. Hmm? Now you go with the brother, hey? He clean you up, hey? Uh, any other questions, sister? You can touch the dog if you know he, he don't bite. You have to ask the owner. But if you're afraid, you don't touch. It's okay. You have to stay with your own state of, of, be, of, of understanding. You don't force yourself to do anything you don't like. I don't mean you have to love dog. No, no, no. I'm talking for the one who have pets and who wants to have pets here. Yeah. Uh, what uh, kind of responsibility they have to take. If you don't want pet, good for you. Stay free. Yeah. My God, it's Thank a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Stay free. Stay free from, from any pet. If you don't want it, it's good for you. My God, you don't know how much work we have Thank to you, do. Pastor. Just because I, I love them more than my love for cleanliness and my fear mm. of trouble and work. Before, I'm just like you also. That's why I never had dog before. I didn't mm. want to, but these doctors, they just melt my heart. I cannot mm. not have them. If I don't have this poor or lucky, he died the next day. Yeah. He's supposed to die already. That's what they told me. They told me, oh, this guy is lucky. He's still here. He's supposed to die already. The reason because he lost all his ID and all that, so they probably forgot about him. He's been there three weeks or something already, and he didn't die. Under that condition, all the teeth are rotten and, and, and caking and gray color like that. Maybe He's he, a useless dog. Maybe he was waiting for your Yeah, help. maybe so. <laughs> so I cannot not take him. Nobody else mm -hmm. does. Nobody else wants it. They're going to put him to death. They're supposed to do it already. They've just forgotten. That's why they say, oh, this guy is lucky. He's supposed to be uh, put to death already. That's why I name him Lucky. Yeah. Right. You see what I mean? I cannot not take him, knowing already what I know. If I didn't know it, of course there are thousands. Dogs die every day. I cannot help all of them. But the one I know, I cannot not, not do it. But you don't know me. I'm fanatic about hygiene. And I am lazy. Me too. I like to sleep late and... You know, I'm busy and I'm tired. Every time after I meet you, I come home, I'm exhausted. I don't want to rest. I don't want no dogs. My God, mm -hmm. I'm the least person in the whole planet that ever <laughs> want dog or anything to do with dog or even touch dog or go near dog or anything. But my love for them more than my yeah, fear, you understand? So. More than anything. So I have to do it just because my love for him more than my, my love for hygiene and... and, and, and laziness or anything or comfort. That's why I take them. That's the only thing because I'm worse than you. I'm fanatic about hygiene. I go out, I clean all the utensils before I eat. You know, my house is spotless and now dogs are messy all over. But what can I do? <laughs> you know, love overrules everything. You, you know my house. You know me, huh? Or if you don't know me, you better add, ask my attendant. They have to wear gloves even to clean my house. And now God punished me with all the dogs. <laughs>
So can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm in a worse situation than you. All my attendants have to wear gloves to clean my house. But dogs, they run all over the shed here everywhere. They drool on my pillow. <laughs> they eat on my sofa. <laughs> With my invitation even. You understand? If you don't allow them, they don't do it. There are some, some dogs, if you teach them, if you don't want them on your furniture or bed or sofa, you tell them in the beginning, no, now, and they know it. If you allow them once or twice, then you have to know that you have to allow them forever. You understand this? So you have to make your choice before, not after, and then blame the dog for being bad. He is what he's been taught. You understand? He's a teachable creature, and he learns it. Once he learns something, <laughs> he cannot uh, change it right away. He's a creature of habit. Understand this? So whatever you want your dog to be, you teach them that way. So you don't know. I, I understand you perfectly. If you don't touch dog and you don't like, oh, just stay away from it. You don't know what trouble you get into. I am worse than you even. I'm worse than you. I stay alone. My bed, nobody touched without gloves. My clothes, I have to have gloves to handle. I can't smell other people's. Sometimes the smell, that their sweat is so strong. I vomit. I vomit if somebody touched my towel or my clothes with their, with their, with their uh, sweat. Some people sweat so strong. I vomit. I cough all night. Understand? Oh, I develop rash and all that. I'm very sensitive and super fanatic about hygiene and everything. I, I come home. I never lay on my bed or sit on sofa unless I wash myself and change everything, right. all the clothes first. And I never touch a toilet knob or anything without toilet paper or, or clothes, which I will change immediately when I come home. I carry wet towel, lemon juice everywhere to clean my hand anytime. And I always clean all the forks and knives, you know, in the public restaurant, in the ice water and lemon before I even eat it, you know, as much as possible. And even then I still feel yucky and when I eat outside in the restaurant. All the things people enjoy, like high-class restaurant, you know, crystal glass and all that, oh, I hate in the airplane, first class, I always demand plastic cup, and they always look at me like I'm lunatic. Because you sit in the first class restaurant so that you can enjoy crystal glass, yeah? And uh, uh, China bowl and all that stuff. All this I hate. I just demand plastic because it's not used by other people. But nobody understands that. I, I'm lazy to explain. So I'm worse than you in, in this fanatism about hygiene. It's but very because, good. I appreciate it yeah, personally. It's okay. But because I love them so much, I forgot all this. Mm. I forgot. And later I realized it's too late. <laughs> Never mind. And I still continue to love him. And I bear all this. Did you watch a film called Turner and Hutch? Mm, watch it. Yeah, okay. Watch it and then you understand. Okay, thank you. That's an okay, ugly dog and a very fanatic man, a single white spotless man. You know, he clean his shoes until the the fly will will, will slip if 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 they they land on his shoes. So shining, they couldn't even land on it. You know, <laughs> so slippery. Okay. But he has this dog. He's the most messy in the whole world. He drew the whole bowl of water. You know what I mean? When he draws, it's a whole bowl. Oh. And he drew. When he draws, he fills your shoes with his drool, fill to the brim of it. And he, I say, tear all his pillow and blankets into pieces, and feather and dust fly all over the house. And he eat any furniture that he find, you know, <laughs> including all the best sofa he has. Yes, 
my bird even eat the the steering wheel of the driver. He put holes in the steering wheels. <laughs> you know those uh, plastic steering wheel. He pick it, and it, got, it it has a hole in there. That's why I, I say children cannot keep this pet. They don't allow children to keep this unless there's a parents always around. You know because these were their beak are very powerful. They put holes in steering wheel that big. So can you imagine how how big the hole? He put in your hand if he has to. Yeah. See what I mean? So not every pet is suitable for anybody. For everybody, we have to select well. Also for kids or elderly. You know. And if you don't ever like dog or touch dog, oh, stay away. It's okay. It's okay not to have pet. It's better even. You know, just people. Some people like pets, so I have to tell them what to do. When they they when they people get older, yeah. So just maybe they need this love. From yeah. Yes, they they will so they will give you something that a human companion could not even give. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, they're different. You know, you could have yeah. a human companion and pet as well. You see what I mean? But some people they don't even need a human companion because they're so satisfied with their pet. They're so happy with them. Yeah. Yes. So not every dog are so active or need a lot of running. You have to see which one is suitable for your lifestyle. And you, of course, you have to fall in love with the dog in, a, in order to bear all the mess after. You know? yeah. <laughs> But I tell you what, any dog at all, whatever you choose, you will be happy. I don't know that much, but what I know, I tell you. Okay? I just tell you what I know, and the rest you have to find out. Find out before, not after. <laughs> okay? <laughs> But sometimes it just happens. Like I told you, I don't like Poodle. He's number two most intelligent dog in the world after the um, German Shepherd. Oh, no, Australian Shepherd, number two intelligent. But oh, he's too messy. He's too, too human, too intelligent, you know, for me. Some I read and I didn't like it. I also didn't like the way the Poodle looks before. I saw many Poodle and they cut him so strangely, you know. Cut all the leg and leave only the head, or cut the chest and leave the leg and whatever, you know. But these are for convenient before because they are excellent for retrieving also. So they cut hair so they can swim. But I never liked Puro in my life. But this one, not only he's a Puro, he's ugly, a sin. I told you. But because of, I took him because of love. That's it. It's nothing for me at that time. Just all for him. And now he turned out to be very wonderful. Beautiful. I would never give him away for anything. You see what I mean? So you can never plan either. I, if I plan, I would never buy a poodle. And not the ugly and old poodle, and toothless poodle, and be everywhere poodle, and so possessive poodle, <laughs> marking territory everywhere. You see what I mean? It's not that I'm advertising and telling or encourage you to have pet. No, no, no. If you don't have, it's better even. You have more time for yourself. But if you really fall in love with one, then you have to know what responsibility you have, okay? Or if you consider having one, then you have to know all these things. Or more, you know, I just tell you what I know, the rest you find out. You see what I mean? It's not that I encourage you to have pet. No, 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 for God's sake. Understand this? If you don't have, it's better. <laughs> But if you want one, you have to know things, then it's not trouble. No? Uh, yeah, I told you, we can never plan things. It's also God's will. Because I told you, I don't like Puro. And I don't like five dogs, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I have one. I have a small one. That's enough trouble. Five dogs is never... I can never imagine. I myself even have dogs. Consider how messy they are. 
and consider how hygienic and fanatic I am about hygiene and everything and bacteria and germs and all that stuff. And they run all over everywhere. Their mouths are all muddy and black and their, their paws are all black and brown and they come in my house, my spotless house. Can you imagine? That, then so I have to work. Other people, they don't care. They can come in like that. And they bath them once a month. I bath them every time their paws are black and dirty. And it can be like almost every day. If I have time, they run all over everywhere. And they love dogs, you know. They love to dig in the ground, you know. Oh, make their nose all black. And <laughs> they love it. They're so happy when they're dirty. <laughs> so I have to allow that too. But that means a lot of work and clean, a lot of wash and clean after they came in. Disinfecting also, not just wash. Yeah. So not just water, it's lemon water, yeah? And sometimes so, so dirty, you can't just wipe it. You have to bath him the whole thing. I have to buy special, special uh, hair dryer for them, not the human hair dryer. It's too hard for dogs. I have a special one. They call Air Force One or something. <laughs> yeah, a big one, and it blows the whole body dry in no time. Because sometimes they're longer, the hair is so long, so thick. You can't use the hair dryer to dry it. It takes so long. You know what I mean? So, so many things special. Special bed and special things. Special quarter for them. Special door. Special flapping door sometimes so they can go in and out also. But I can, I cannot do too many things, you know, so we have to keep them clean. Uh, anyway, so I, I can always tell you which dog to have. Sometimes it's God's will, you can't do anything. When love comes in, you can't do anything at all. I told you about a poodle, huh? And five dogs. Can you imagine me, my lifestyle, have five dogs? And each one are completely different from the others, so that they, you know, specialize, you know, uh, personalize. And some are very young and hyperactive, you know. All I have to do is to move to destroy. Then you can think that I live forever then. <laughs> I, I adopt another three kids, you know, or marry some guy with three kids, and then I can move to Detroit and live forever. <laughs> I cannot imagine myself doing all these things. I went around giving donation, you know, a lot of time to animal shelters, always telling them that I can't have dogs, I love them all, that's why I just give a donation, so you take care of them. I worship you guys because you take care of dogs. I cannot imagine myself do this because I'm so busy, I'm lazy, I'm so fanatic. I always tell them that until these days, until this uh, dog, you know, the dog that I don't even want, <laughs> melts my heart because of love. Just something in you. It's not the type of dog or how he looks even. If I have to choose, I always, if I want a dog, I would want a beautiful, clean, you know, short hair and, you know, good looking. But I end up with all kinds of dogs. That even one, that was, he was so ugly, nobody won't even look at him. Yeah. But now he looks cute, no? He was black and gray and so ugly and smells so foul. You can smell from there, from that house over there. Yeah. You can smell him many yards away. Because he was infected, you know, in here in his mouth. And the whole body was rolling in feces and urine, you know. I must tell you a, a secret. I hope you don't tell anyone else. The day I, I say I adopt him, I was making newspaper, uh, paperwork in, at the counter of adoption. And he was still in, in, the, in, the, in the crate, of his crate. I didn't know. 
Uh, I didn't think anything. I wanted to adopt another dog. He was so cute, beautiful, <laughs> fantastic, healthy, happy, working all the time instead of this poodle. And then, but I want to adopt three of them. But then the other one, suddenly his owner came and recognized him and take him away, the best-looking dog. <laughs> so, okay, I don't have that. And the other dog also cannot be adopted for some reason. So I end up with this poodle. I wanted three, I got only one, and the worst one of them. I said, okay, never mind. If I can take the other two beautiful ones, and this, okay, might be the ugly one, okay, too. No matter. But I end up with the only one that I don't want. <laughs> okay, so never mind. For love, I take him anyway. And I, I make the paperwork at the counter, and one of the helper, attendant, you know, brought that dog, the poodle, next to me while I'm busy doing work. He showed it to me and in front of everybody else, saying, Say hello to mommy. <laughs> and I took a look at him, and I feel so embarrassed. <laughs> I feel so embarrassed with everybody, because everyone else, they hold their beautiful adopted dog, you know. Even though they're in captive, with their short hair and their clean type. You know, like happy. She looked clean, terrifically, no matter in what situation. Her hair is short and just type of dog, they always look clean, even if you don't bath them. Even in that situation, she keeps herself clean. But this poodle is a bundle of something I cannot describe. And he brought, he has to bring it right in front of me, in front of everybody, with beautiful dogs hanging around, happy, wagging tails, you know. He didn't even wag tail because he couldn't wag, and his mouth couldn't open, he couldn't even smile, he couldn't even talk, he couldn't even bark, and he couldn't do nothing. He was so sick. And he brought in front of me and said, say hello to mommy. <laughs> Everybody knows it's my dog. <laughs> I, I was so shy. I wish I could run away somewhere, you know. Suddenly, that kind of human nature in me just come out. Because <laughs> not only he's a poodle that you don't like, he's an ugly dog. Smelly. Oh, stink. And grumpy looking, and his eyes are cakes with discharges, you know. Most of the eye you can't see even. So ugly and filthy like that. I can't say hello to mommy. <laughs> I was so shy, so embarrassed, you know. I didn't know what to do. I said, okay, you're not my type, but I love you. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, what can I say to that dog? <laughs> well, it's the love that I took him, no? It's for sure, but it's, he's not my type. But now I grow to be very fond of him. He's so sweet, so good, so devoted, you know, so easy. <laughs> Just give him food, you know. Oh, you don't give him food as long as he's next to me and just curl around. That's all he wants. He don't even eat if you don't feed him. You feed him, he eats. You don't feed him, he just lay there. <laughs> no barking, no demanding, nothing at all. What kind of dog is that, huh? <laughs> Peaceful dog. And even I was scared, you know, because every time I hug him or he's around me, I don't even feel his breathing. Sometimes I have to put my hand on his nose or my hand on his chest to see whether he's still alive. <laughs> One day I was so scared because he was doing like that every day. I brought him to a doctor and I said, what's wrong with him, doctor? Is he okay? He seemed like he sleep all day long or he's dead any time. Doctor looked at him and said, oh, no, no, he's okay. He's just a very relaxed dog, I tell you. <laughs> because most of dogs, when you bring him to the doctor, oh, they struggle. They want to run and they make a lot of trouble. But doctor examine him upside down, inside out, anything. He just let him. It's just like a, a toy, you know? You do anything you do with him. And once he's okay, he wag his tail, lick, lick, and goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a funny dog. So I'm just telling you that 
I'm telling you which dog is suitable for you and all that, but I never know what you end up with. If you want one, I cannot guarantee. You know, I read all the books from the expert about which dog is suitable for my lifestyle in case I want to adopt one, and I end up with all the ones that I never thought I would have, and all the ones that are not suitable for my lifestyle, my laziness and everything. A lot of work, you know, because some dogs are less uh, like low-maintenance. Chihuahua low-maintenance, for example and more loving and easy to take care of, put in pocket everywhere. But I never had a chihuahua, for example. And all the recommended dogs for my lifestyle, for example, I never had one because I didn't intend to have any dogs. You see what I mean? But I, I end up with those things just because of love. I, I didn't take he, him, he died right away because now that they already discover him, he's still there. He should die already. And now that I make them aware of his existence, they're going to put him to death if I don't take him that day. I took him right away. Yeah, immediately, you know. <laughs> Say hello to mommy. <laughs> Go eat. Yeah. I, I don't call myself mommy to them. I call them buddy. Yeah, yeah, because they are being. You know, just like fellow. You call me mommy and mother, that's your problem, but... Sometimes I'm also jokingly, I say, you're my kids, and I don't have husband, I have so many kids, you know. <laughs> you ruin my name and all that. But for me, you are my equal, you know, my uh, fellow practitioners. So to dogs, it's the same. I don't call mommy to them. Sometimes the puppy, the small one, yeah. But most of the time, I call them buddy, you know, I call them the name. Good friend, good companion, that's it. Okay? <laughs> Where from? Hawaii. How are you guys? Where are you from? The new guys. Georgia? Canada. Wow, that's a long way. Canada where? Which city? Ottawa. How far from here? How, how many hours flight? Three hours? That's not much. It's good, good. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> you want to ask anything? It's okay. A question? Yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead. Um, I wondered, I often am uh, afraid of uh, the sp spiritual realms. I feel like I don't know them, that they're foreign to me. Yes, yes. And I've also heard it said that it's dangerous to go on the path alone. True. And I'm wondering why it's dangerous. Because uh, spiritual realm, you know, the invisible realm, just as this realm, mm -hmm. you could uh, wander into a non-region, region, or in some uh, so-called, uh, you know, like a <laughs> not favorable quarter, mm -hmm. yeah? And just like in America or somewhere else, sometimes people advise you not to go there, not to go here, mm -hmm. yes, you know. We're racist sometimes, yeah, mm -hmm. and they're poor quarter, rich quarter, you know, forbidden area, a military secret uh, area, and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If you go there, it's be dangerous for you, mm -hmm. yeah. They might attack you, or they might lead you astray, you know, into astral region, some bad region that you could not go out. So you but could... if you have a master, it's okay, mm -hmm. yeah. 
So you could get stuck, possibly. Sure, get stuck there. You could get confused. Yeah, yeah or just like here, if you go in some uh, dark area, you shouldn't go at night. You get robbed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes get killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering. I guess a further question is, um, if the universe is just, then how is it? How is it that we could encounter danger? The universe has many levels of consciousness. The universe created many things, has many creations. Just like even in this world, there are many different people, different thinking. We look alike, we are born equal, and we should be equal. But some people are influenced by their own uh, destiny or karma or bad friends, you know, background, and they do some bad things. Yeah, even though they know the law forbids them to kill or to rob and all that, they still do it. The same, uh, in the uh, universal creation, there are different regions of uh, existence, you know? Yeah, that's just like, that's why we have to practice, so we go into a higher one, a better one. Yeah, there are many levels for people to choose because God gives us free will. So if you don't practice well, you end up in some lower region, you see what I mean? Yeah, that's why we have to practice, so we don't have to go there. Hmm? Okay. <laughs> I, ha- I have one, one more question, maybe. No problem. Many questions you ask. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I had many more. I'm trying to oh, narrow them ahead, down. Go ahead. Um, I feel sometimes weak and tempted by things. Yes, yes, we all do. And um, I'm wondering the different degrees of like karmic consequences and what what makes up uh, like a larger kar- karmic consequence than another, because I feel like that giving in to the temptation is the same no matter what. Mm. It's the same? I mean, like, the, you can either give in or you can, you can fight Stay. the temptation. Yes. And, um, it's the same? It's the same. The same what? Same consequence? No, the same, the same like, either choosing to or not choosing to. It's like... You mean we, we are under karma anyway, right? Whatever we do. Okay, I guess I'll give a personal example. I feel like it's no different when I, I sometimes eat ice cream when, I, when I'm not, I, I, you know, I eat it and then I, I'm full, but it tastes really good, so I keep eating it yes. and I don't really need to eat it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's like, it's unnecessary and kind of indulging in some, somewhat oh. of a form of desire. Uh-huh. And um, I don't, see, I, I see the, the process when I have the choice of, either stopping or keeping going mm. as the same as like if I were to be tempted by um, Anything sexual else? misconduct or something uh-huh. like that. Uh, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the same. No, but it's not that same. Of course, the consequences are different. Mm-hmm. You know, the ice cream don't hurt you that much, but the other one might. Uh-huh. You see what I mean? If you can indulge yourself in ice cream, it, it probably make you feel more full and a little uncomfortable later. Uh-huh. But that is very... Uh, very physical and temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, like sexual misconduct, it might lead to some other more complicated things mm-hmm. and more painful and longer process of pain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, the way that it worked in my mind was I felt just as guilty for... For eating, eating ice cream when you don't need as to do that? Oh, no, 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 my goodness. There's yeah. no such a thing as everything is the same. 
No. Because <laughs> it, it bothered me during my meditations. It does bother if you eat a little more ice cream, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> that is really too much. Just do eat it, okay? And forgive yourself. <laughs> That's what I do. If it tastes good, eat it. I, I don't think you ever get fat that much, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah? Thank you, Master. Yes, it's okay. Uh, when you eat ice cream a little bit more, the only person get hurt is you. So the consequence is less than when you have sexual misconduct. You will hurt two or three more person. Uh-huh. Yeah, and hurt more than just their stomach. Um, when I hurt when the I emotion and everything else. Yes. Right. When I when I when I eat ice when I eat too much ice cream or I eat too much in general um, or I give in to any one of those temptations as I see it in my mind, uh-huh. any temptation at all. Uh, I guess maybe it's just because I don't forgive myself. But I, I feel like uh, that I'm disconnected from the world, that I'm slow and lethargic, and that I can't I can't connect to people, and I don't see beauty, and oh, okay. <laughs> and that's. Oh, how old are you? Twenty-three. Oh, you still have plenty of time to learn. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Be kind to yourself. <laughs> that's uh, I'm learning that. Be kind today. to yourself first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you can be kind to everyone else. Oh, mm? okay. Eat some more ice cream if you, you need it. <laughs> if you don't need it, and if it tastes good, just eat it. <laughs> and if you worry about it, then don't buy ice cream next time. Or just buy the exact amount, two spoonfuls, that's it. <laughs> and then you don't have a chance to be tempted to eat anymore. How about that? If it makes you feel so guilty, yeah? then just don't eat anything at all and go die. Okay? <laughs> Be kind to yourself, okay? okay? You are young, you need a lot more food to grow, all right? You need it. Whatever you need, just eat. But above all, you eat nutritious food mm-hmm. so that uh, once you're full and uh, happy and in, uh, uh, nourished, you have less uh, chance to want anything else which is not too beneficial if you think it that way, yes. And if you are not connected to people so much, well, you have plenty of times. And it's people it's hard to connect to, you know. And if you connect to less people, it's also cool. So nobody bother your mind too much, <laughs> you know. I was very alone when I was kind of your age or younger. I also don't have friends. I feel okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't need to connect to people. Whoever come into my life, they come. Mm-hmm. Whoever go, they go. Mm-hmm. You know, I treat people... I know, I feel the people come and go just as the guests in hotel, you know. I never feel bothered like, okay, they came, oh, now they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, at 23 or that kind of age, we have, uh, you know, kind of... Uh, more tendency to have a shallow feeling for everything, yeah, because we are still new to this world, yeah, you just begin to grow up. So everything takes time, don't worry about it. Whatever you do is just perfect. At your age, now you meditate, and then you have inner guidance. So whatever you do is perfect. And if you do eat a little more ice cream than you need now and again, it's, it's good, it's a charity for ice cream companies, <laughs> okay? So at least you're doing good to somebody and <laughs> nothing too bad come out of it, okay? okay. <laughs> but take care, you don't eat too much, you have stomach problem, that's all, okay? okay. All right. Thank you. Anything else?
Is it clear what I answer you, Anna? Yeah? Yes. Is that what you want to, to hear? Forgive myself and uh, yeah. it takes time for yeah. those things. Yeah, be kind to yourself, love yourself, enjoy whatever comes. Good, good. I, he took care before he go. <laughs> good. That's a way to say thank you, <laughs> I guess, to all the support that the religious people has done to society. Because without, uh, without faith, eh? without uh, people who are morally stable and uh, disciplined, how society is going to function? Eh? If people have no faith to hang on to, no consequence, no, no fear of consequence or anything, right? The law don't always, cannot always stop people. It's the faith inside themselves that make them good and whole and whole, yeah, and holy. <laughs> so this president recognized that, and it's good for him. He must have been also a very spiritual person inside. Yes, his wife also keep telling people, <laughs> "We're going to be more spiritual," and they scold her. <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay. Of course, it's difficult to please everyone, eh? but at least they concentrate on that. They try. I think all of the president or leader of the world should try more, remind people of the spiritual aspect instead of just material aspect, yeah? because it lasts longer. Yeah. It's their duty, actually, to remind people of spiritual practice, because that's all we have. That's the only lasting thing we have. That's the only thing that, that helps us to have peace, in the world and among nations. Yeah, if all nations are more uh, enlightened, eh? then we will be more peaceful with each other. While he's the president, we have to give him support, you know, whoever the president, because uh, he needs it. Yeah, he needs it to, to do good for mankind, uh, for, for his country, and, you know, we are interrelated. So whoever the president, give him support. You guys have any questions, especially? Hi, uh, well, we had a big change in the Virginia Center. It's like uh, a completely, complete turnaround. After the Kuan Yin messenger came and visited us, uh, before we had problems, we, had, uh, we moved three times and we had three different contact persons in two years. Uh, but after the Kuan Yin messenger came and uh, he set up a schedule, now we meditate. We have group meditation every day, mm. four to seven in the morning and seven to ten mm. at night. Oh, yeah, four sessions on the weekend, mm. and uh, people come and meditate. Uh, some people meditate both in the morning, in the yeah. evening. Everything is stable, and some people go to group meditation every day. So it's a complete turnaround, mm. huge difference. Mm. I think the good thing about him is. Um, he said to us, he said, I asked Master for permission to come here. Yes. Otherwise, I would not have come. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I had come without Master's permission, you guys would have eaten me alive. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, you know, without Master's permission, I would not dare come here. So, so he came with the full force of yes. the Master's blessing. Yeah. And then when he said, um, you guys need more meditation, we'll have group meditation every day mm-hmm. and twice a day. We said, what? You know, who's going to open the door? And he said, oh, you will. <laughs> so now my whole family go to group meditation every night. To open the door. To open the door. But, <laughs> but 
But I'm so thankful because we have a reason to go yeah, to group meditation every night. That's how it's better, by the way. And then we attract more people to come uh, in the morning and at night. If we have many people like this, you know, we will conquer the whole universe. <laughs> but, you know, Maya knows you don't give me too many. <laughs> it's okay. If you really sincere in your heart and you have humility and you rely on master power only without your ego, you can do anything and influence many people. But unfortunately, not everyone has this faith. This faith can move mountains, yes. You see how one person can do that, eh? Yes. Yeah. I'm also one person, and all of you come here because of one person, yes? We had a, a, a big gathering, and then we spent a lot of effort and financial to organize it, and then he left, and then he called back, he said, you guys should do a video seminar. We said, oh my God, it's like we are already drained of energy from the first time. <laughs> And then, you know, we had about 30 disciples. That's too and much. And 29 and a half of them are uh, elderly. You know, I'm, I'm also half elderly. <laughs> so, so we didn't know what to do. We just, you know, we just went into uh, a lot of prayers and so on, a lot of praying. That's fanatic. Typical snack sign. <laughs> you know, and, and then people from everywhere came to help us. Uh-huh. You know, uh, uh, we had the huge, uh, biggest gathering of contact people. Yeah. Uh, other than a, a, an international retreat, yeah. <laughs> we had like contact people from everywhere came and then brought they they brought people for initiation mm. from Chicago, Michigan. Mm. One woman she wanted to get initiated and she mm-hmm. took a you know a bus from um, from a from thirty hour Greyhound <laughs> bus. Wow. I don't know where. From uh, the moon. <laughs> yeah, thirty hour and somebody somebody threw up on her bus. So <laughs> so like she had to to stand it all the way. To yeah. Virginia, and then, yeah. but we just had people showing up from everywhere, from uh-huh. all states yeah. in America to come mm. to help us, and yeah. that's great. Yeah. Luckily, he's not the master, otherwise, he drives, <laughs> he drives everybody nuts, <laughs> meditate two, three times a day, <laughs> seminar two, three times every day. <laughs> Put all your money in there, your energy in there, don't work, don't go to work, don't eat, don't sleep, don't do anything else, just seminar, meditate, meditate, seminar. My God, it's okay. He only comes once a while. <laughs> you you survive. I don't really send him too often. Once enough. <laughs> but you see how how when you're really sincere about what you believe in, and you really believe in what you believe in, <laughs> you can move mountain. Yes. <laughs> The mountain is not physical heap of dirt over there. The mountain is inside people's mind. And that is more difficult to move. Yeah. And, and, the, and uh, you know, yes. this time is so special because we had disciples from Maryland and we had disciples from Virginia. Mm. But for several years, we could not break in the D.C. area. D.C. seems to have a life of its own with politics and mm-hmm. just like the power and yes. the political hub of the world. Yeah. And we just could not break in D.C. But this time we had a lot of people from the D.C. area. And, yeah. you know, a lot of them got convenience method. Yeah. So maybe we'll be able to break into D.C. You just have to be sincere and everything turn out all right. And no expectation. You know, you do it because you love to do that for people. Then it works. Wonder. Everything is like that in our group. And people still don't learn. Many don't learn. It's just the ego standing in the way. 
If you do everything like this, egolessly, no string attached, no, just unconditionally, just for the people's benefit, not even for yourself, not even for the hope that Master come or anything at all, not even hope to get married or <laughs> you know, blessing from God or anything at all, then it's wonderful. It feels so good to join this kind of group, you know, and to help or to interact with these kind of people. I like that very much, yes. Yeah, I wish that all of us can become like that. The same with sometimes people ask questions and ask the same thing, but sometimes I feel very irritated from one person and not to another, even the same question, you know, same demand. It is the, uh, it is the selflessness, the innocence, you know, that is make everything good. Even though the same question with a different motive, different purity inside, that make people feel good or not good. Yeah? Same action also that make people feel good or not good, to join, to help, or to watch. You see what I mean? Yes. We all know that, but not all of us can practice. That's the problem. Because of the ego. The ego always wants to do things for profit, for fame, for fortune, yeah? for whatever, even for blessing from heaven. <laughs> That is also another right way to do things. Yeah? You have to do it because we like to do it to share the goodness for people and make others happy. Just the way we are happy. If we benefit from something, we want to give that to people. And that is the only motive we should do. And luckily some of us haven't learned. Even those are long term people. Some people knew but they're quick. You know, because they have been practiced many lives before, I guess. And they're very natural and pure and selfless. And some people follow me for long years. <laughs> oh, they're just following, following, following. <laughs> I don't know how more long. <laughs> I don't know how more long they want to be followers. <laughs> that is one thing. This is a turtles, turtles disciples. <laughs> they crawl and crawl and crawl for a long time. <laughs> there are another kind of disciples, other ones who go out, do it all. But it's all for ego's sake. You know, I mean, the one who follow and the one who run before, in front, everywhere, all over town, for ego's sake. Too loud. There were two extremes. One who just follow, follow. So the other one, like horse, run all over direction. You know sound and trumpet and everything. I'm here, yeah. I work for the master, you must know. I'm the most humble person in the whole world. You know, like, yeah. You gotta come and help me because I work for master. Don't you see? Just do it naturally, no expectation, nothing. But not just doing it, do it intelligently and unconditionally, casually, you know, naturally. Yeah, so sometimes people do the same thing, but don't feel the same. Feel so fresh, you know. <laughs> Are you happy, Master? <laughs> Please, release, release your hair for a little while. <laughs> Ask you a favor. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please don't help me.
What do you mean don't help you? I gotta help your mission. Okay, at least postpone it for now. <laughs> let let me breathe first. <laughs> oh, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't scold me. They help me. <laughs> so there's so many extreme, you know, in our group. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> Follow only me. <laughs> I don't mean me. I mean the me here. Yeah. My God, the me in you. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> they really follow, <laughs> just like ducks. <laughs> the whole bunch of them. <laughs> or sheep, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's why I have an Australian shepherd dog. You know? <laughs> He's going to hurt them home, <laughs> so that I have time to do something else. <laughs> if we have good running messenger, of course, people, they give even one person can inspire and give a mental support to a lot of people. Yes. <sighs> yeah. If all of us can stick to our ideas. That would inspire a lot of people. You see that? If we stick to our original idea, yeah, be a real monk, <laughs> monkey, <laughs> monk, <laughs> would be fine. <laughs> There was a joke about the turtle, the slow one. Somebody told me this joke, yeah, and somebody told that person the joke, and somebody told that that person the joke. When it came to us now, <laughs> I don't know where it originated. <laughs> To even ask the author, you know, <laughs> there was a group of animals live in the jungle, and by the time, at that time, there was a drought and famine, so many animals die, and so they have a gathering. Say to they meeting together, and they say, well, the situation is very bad. We have to sacrifice. We have to kind of eat eat each other to stay stay alive. Some of them, so so they all agree. So they make a contest. Like we have to, they have to tell joke, and uh, the joke, whoever tell joke, it has to be funny. That everyone in the group must laugh. If a joke is not funny enough, that even one, one animal don't laugh, doesn't laugh in the whole group, that animal will be eaten. The joke teller be eaten. So okay. So first came the elephant. He tell a joke and oh, so funny, so funny. Everyone laugh, 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 rolling on the floor and everything, except the turtle. The turtle don't laugh; he just sits there, staring at the elephant. <laughs> so, well, everybody feels sorry. The joke was funny, but rules are rules, so they eat the elephant. <laughs> and the next one, some some other animal tell the joke. You know, the deer tell the joke. Also very funny. Everybody laugh, rolling on the floor, hurt the stomach and everything. The turtle didn't laugh. Just sit there. <laughs> ah. So rules are rules. Feel sorry for the deer, sweet one, but they eat the deer, and it continue, continue, you know, until only a few animals left, <laughs> and it's the monkey's turn to tell the joke. He was trembling. <laughs> he couldn't dare open his mouth, <laughs> you know, and he keep looking at the turtle. <laughs> he 
he didn't know how to stop. And suddenly the turtle began laughing. <laughs> it was so funny. The joke that the elephant told was so funny. <laughs>